2: It's time to get outside. This is KSL Outdoors. Brought to you by Bear River Lodge. Two hours of stories and information on hunting, fishing, and high adventure. KSL Outdoors with Tim Hughes. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Navidomskis has stepped away for a minute. He'll be back in a minute. He's promised to teach us, and kind of interesting that a guy who. Claims to never catch and keep and eat fish, although I've seen him do it on the rivers of Alaska when that's about the only thing to eat. Uh, He's going to teach us how to cook kokanee salmon today, so we'll look forward to that on your uh, fish bites coming up in a minute. It's an appropriate introduction for our next guest, who, of course, is the sponsor of this program, Week In and Week Out. It is uh, Roger Eggett at Bear River Lodge. And our thanks to Bear River Lodge and Trax Power Sports for being our title sponsor here on KSL Outdoors Radio. Back home again and in the beautiful mountains uh, uh, close to the cabins. I don't know where you're at today, but finding a phone and finding you with a phone has been kind of tough chore.
3: Yeah, hi Tim. It's so nice to talk to you. Yes, finding a phone is probably the most difficult thing up here. Getting one that works anyway.
2: But that's one of the but, attractions, isn't it?
3: Yeah, that's what I try to tell people. It's okay you don't have internet. <laughs> Phones. <laughs> <laughs> but for some reason they need internet, but our internet works, but phones, landlines are tough to come by up here.
2: Yeah, uh, and that's just the way we want it to be at the cabins at Bear River Lodge. It's part of the allure of getting up there and the reason we get away to just uh, sort of cut the cord uh, to spend a few days thinking about anything but what we think about at home. Uh, Before we talk about the cabins, because there are a couple of things I wanted to ask you, can I just thank you publicly for uh, what you did for my son and uh, the autistic young men that actually live with him in his house they got away for a weekend to the cabins uh to do some fishing they got rained on quite a bit as i understand on one day but one of them caught his first fish of a lifetime at the pond behind the cabins and the smile on his face and the experience for my son cory is something he'll always remember
3: well you you know it is a blessing to have those ponds and to be able to share them with people i tell you i've told you this for 20 years My favorite thing to do is go watch people catch fish because there's no way you cannot smile when someone catches a fish. (laughs) It is so much fun. But, yeah, I'm glad they came up. I got to see Corey. I wasn't here the whole time, but uh, I'm glad they got to come up. And, you know, we like to use Bear River Lodge for those types of things. And i just drop another little plug. Next week we're having Raise the Future up here for the entire week, and that's formerly the Adoption Exchange. And we get to spend the whole week with with Families in that program, and what a blessing to share this place with those who can really, you know, they just love it, and it's fun to be with them. So we're blessed, and we like to bless others.
2: I didn't know they had changed their uh, the name of the uh, um, organization, but raise the future. I love that.
3: Yes, what a great name, raise the future, and they will be up here next week. Well, they when I say next week, it'll be the day after Labor. No, they come up on Labor Day, and they stay that whole week. And we did this for the first time last year. What a blessing. We hmm. get to surround ourselves with the most precious children you'll ever meet and wonderful families who, who work in that program. And the leadership they have at Raise the Future is spectacular. The, the people we coordinate with are just wonderful human beings, just dear friends and dear people.
2: By the way, back to the pond for a second. Uh, some of the pictures that Corey sent me, I didn't know you had fish that big living in there.
3: Yeah, we have two ponds. One's catch and release, and we try to grow big fish in there. And it's fun because people will just come down and fish and let them go and catch them and let them go. But then we have this other pond that we let people keep fish, catch and keep pond. And so if you want to keep one, go fish in that pond. And those don't get as big because they're being caught all the time and taken out. But, uh, yeah, great. It's fun to go down there and practice your fishing. Or if you haven't fished for a while and want to get back at it. You're gonna catch a fish.
2: Before we talk about the cabins, uh, I I saw your social media I follow every day and uh, noticed that you had quite a crew out there with uh, side by sides. Uh, was it this week? Earlier this week?
3: Yeah, Thursday. So all day Thursday, I took a group of executives out, and they were the first people to stay in our new corporate retreat cabin. You know, it is finished now. Seven bedrooms, thirteen beds, huge gathering areas. It is beautiful, and they were the first people to stay in it and. I took them out on some of my favorite trails on Thursday, and we had a great time.
2: What was your hope in putting together a corporate retreat cabin, and and did you realize that with the first group that arrived, or is this kind of just planting the seed?
3: This is exactly why we built it, to get small groups, maybe from five to 30 people together, and allow them to get up here, have a couple meetings, go out and see the forest and do team building and just get out and enjoy the forest but also have a place to have meetings and that's why we built this cabin and you know we have studio cabins for two people we have one bedroom two bedroom five bedroom and now we built these seven bedroom cabins we have a total of 19 cabins up here so we can sleep a couple hundred people per night but to get them together in this corporate retreat cabin is just awesome and they got out and it was fun to show them the forest and You know, and I I believe it helped their business. It built their teams. They bonded. They had fun. They were outside the office. And then last night they had meetings, and they must have sat in their meetings a long time because they asked me, we need cushion for those hard new chairs
2: you bought. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. And, you, you know, it, it's true, though. No matter how good of a relationship you think you have with coworkers or with your uh, management team in any business, there is just a little different aspect and different conversations that are had when everybody lets their hair down and relaxes a little bit outside the office.
3: Yeah, you can build teams and or use it for appreciation. You know, my own staff came to me this week and said, when are we doing our staff appreciation ride? And, and, you know, and it hit me hard that sometimes I think they're just here and it's work for them, but, you know, they want to get out and do an appreciation ride. And so we've scheduled a staff appreciation ride. We invite them all to come stay in the cabin, and we're going to go do the same thing with our staff. So it it is important to do those team-building exercises and activities, and that's why we built the cabin. And just so you know, reunion cabin is seven bedrooms and it's right coming right behind it i took a reservation for it this week Uh oh and i think i i mentioned it to you i gotta hurry and get it done because i took a reservation
2: <laughs> yeah uh that, that 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 lights a little fire under the process doesn't it
3: i hope i can accommodate them <laughs> But it'll be fine. We'll get it done. So it's beautiful. It's for family reunion. So if you want a family reunion cabin, call us. We'll hook you up.
2: Uh, Here's the great thing. Seven bedrooms is enough room. And by the way, there's, there's more than one bed in most of those rooms, I think, aren't there? Right, total of 13 beds in yeah. each
3: cabin. Yes, so,
2: so uh, there are no, there's enough space that uh, even if your family isn't, you know, cozy with each other all the time, you've got some room to separate but have some common gathering areas, which makes it fun. You want to talk for a minute about uh, the challenges that you're having that I know every other business is having right now with just hiring. Did I see you had to take burgers off the grill this week for at least a day or two?
3: Uh, Tim, today the grill is closed, and you know we're recording on Friday. Right. Hopefully we we'll get it back open tomorrow for the weekend. But we closed it Thursday and Friday. We are struggling getting people to work. You know, and we. I understand we're thirty miles from Evanston, so it's difficult. We have to our hiring pool is Evanston, and they have to commute out thirty miles. But uh, there are significant challenges in the labor force right now, and I we can't be the only people experiencing it. Because as soon as I tell people, they say uh, we're hearing that all over, but. Man, if anyone wants to come run a restaurant, give me a call. Truly, I'm being totally serious. We'll help you relocate to Evanston. Come run the grill.
2: Actually, if if I consider retirement, could I have one of the lower-level cabin rooms and all the burgers I can eat if I work the grill during the day?
3: We can negotiate. Maybe
2: the ten. <laughs> that's a solid no. I just heard. That's a solid no. Um, no, but we'll it, work it out. In all seriousness, this is something that not just you, but uh, all businesses are dealing with right now, and it's it's complicated because you have people that want to come and have the experiences that we talk about every week, and yet uh, it, through all of your best efforts and all the things you can do as a as a business owner offering great pay and benefits, you, you just can't get people to do it
3: yeah I don't understand it. It's the first time in twenty five years since I've owned the lodge that we I've struggled this hard, and wages are where wages are we're paying we're paying wages that are double what we paid last year yeah. and not, that's not making up any numbers. We're double what we paid last year, and that's in one year. And we still can't attract people. So I don't know. I honestly don't know how to solve that problem.
2: It is an interesting time for all of us, I think, and uh, with what's going on on the markets right now with the Fed chair's comments this week about inflation and maybe some of those wage increases actually fueling some of that inflation. It's it's a vicious cycle that we're all trying to figure out. Anyway, on to better topics here. Uh, One of my favorite times of the year to be at the cabins at Bear River Lodge is right around the corner here. Fall, hopefully, as these temperatures start to moderate a little bit.
3: Yeah, it's the nicest time to be out here. The temperatures are wonderful, the colors are beautiful, the animals are moving around, and we just ran a promotion. I didn't mention this to you, but any machine you rent right now, come up, enjoy the fall colors. We'll give you a second machine or a second day half off. You have to reserve it by August 31st. You have to use it in September, October, November, but come up, enjoy the fall colors, get half off your second day or your second machine. So it's a that, that'll help people with the inflation issues.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it definitely will. Let me just throw this out there, too. Uh, We talk a lot about going up for the weekend, but don't forget also about cabin ownership. And the best way to find out if it's a good fit for you and your family and how much you're going to love it is to go up there for one or two nights and uh, just consider the possibilities about having a deedable share of that cabin to pass along to uh, your kids and their kids uh, for time and all eternity. It's a great thing. And you can find out more about it by getting a hold of Roger or just go to BearRiverLodge.com. Trax Power Sports is also another one. Where do they find that online?
3: Trax, T-R-A-X, PowerSports.com. But come see us. Come play.
2: Hopefully we get a way to do that. But it is football season. You know, my weekends get kind of busy from here on out.
3: Yeah, me, me too. I'm watching.
2: <laughs> All right, <laughs> sir. Uh, Roger Egg at Bear River Lodge, among the best of the best uh, human beings out there. Thank you, sir. All right. Take care. Have a great week. You too. We'll uh, take another break. Come back in just a minute. Stay with us.
1: I'm Dave Cawley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home.
3: So shimmy at fish
2: fry, yeah. Time for a little fish bites here before we get to hour number two, and we will be talking more fishing after the top of the hour because Randy Oplinger is uh, set to join me. This is a rare occasion, ladies and gentlemen, where uh, a guy who claims to never keep fish and eat them is actually going to tell you how to cook them today, Navi. Yeah.
4: And by the way, everything I claim is real. I don't make up anything. Um, but you did play the right music, the fish fry, because I am going to teach you how to catch a, and eat a fish on this particular episode. And right. the reason why I'm doing it, I'll explain. Okay, first off, I'm talking kokanee today. Oh. Now, uh, it turns out that I didn't really understand, but there's a lot of Utah people who are not familiar with kokanee, what they offer, and how to catch them. First off, you need to know that these fish have been introduced to Utah, and they're thriving. And we introduced them for a lot of reasons, including the fact that they do not impact our trout fisheries, but they live in the trout fisheries. So they live at a different a water column, and they don't eat the same food that our trout eat. So they don't hurt our fisheries. In fact, they impact them in a positive way. And the reason why is Kokanee, all their refuse when they die, they only live to be four years old. When they die, all of their carcasses and eggs goes back into the river and provides plenty of protein and forage for our balance of the fishery. But what I've learned is that people can't identify them, and they don't know how to catch them. So let me tell you, start to target them. And the reason why I did that today is because you can't fish for them after September 10. So the 10th of September, you can't have any kokanee in your possession. And the reason why is the fish are starting to transition into the spot. Now, you don't want to eat them when they're spawning anyway because they turn, people say red, but the actual color is salmon, okay? So they're going to turn salmon color, bright orange or red as they go up the river, and the more bright they are, it depends on whether they're male or female. Because the males get far more vibrant than the females. The females are more subtle. But they're going to go up into the rivers and they're going to spawn. A lot of that row comes back into the water and is consumed by the other trout, but eventually their whole carcass is going to be consumed. Now, here's why you want to fish for them number one reason they don't have any mercury. There's only three fish in the world that doesn't contain mercury. For whatever reason, their flesh doesn't absorb it, and that is salmon, mackerel, and sardines. So eat all those fish you want because our fish worldwide have been inundated with mercury, and none worse than Utah. Utah, Idaho, Colorado, Wyoming have the worst and the highest mercury in the whole nation. So you really can't eat our fish. Even though people do, you need to understand it's very dangerous. Now, how how to catch these Cokes? Okay, first off, they're right now, if you were talking to me today, they're about 20 feet. Between 20 and 26 feet is where I'd find them in most of our fisheries. Now, we have them everywhere. The state of Utah's put them in East Canyon, they put them in, you know, Strawberry, uh, Jordanelle. You pick your fishery, and most likely, if it's cold water, it has these cokes. Now, what they are is sockeye salmon. Oncorhynchus clarkey, no, no, Oncorhynchus nerka. I said the cutthroat um encore nerka what's the difference between a sockeye salmon in the ocean and a kokanee salmon in utah nothing genetically identical the only thing that changes is their size and their size their growth is based on the size of the water body and the forage available that's why they get larger in the ocean than they do here they're about 15 to 16 inches but they fight really hard and they're really fun to catch, and they're delicious, and there's no mercury. In fact, if you had a side-by-side test between trout or salmon, you're going to like the salmon 100 out of 100. They're that good. And like I say, the trout hold mercury. Our trout, if it has white meat, are are from the hatchery. If it's more pink, then they're more native. These guys are all native. And what gives them that color of their flesh is what they eat. And what they eat is krill, which is um, small... Um, Plankton, you know, it's basically protein, um, and it's in the water, and that's what they eat. So they go, why do they bite my fly or my lure? Because they get angry. Okay, they don't like it. They agitate those fish, and they're going to snap at it. That's why you want to fish with a bright color. I like pink, and I like chartreuse, but they'll also take red or orange. They'll even take silver if it's busy, you know, a, a big old panther martin or a... Um, I know blue fox will aggravate them enough, they'll hit it. But really, you want something pink. That's their best color. And you get it in their water column. I know a lot of guys troll for them. That's great. Um, I fish one with a fly. And you just keep it fast. And in the water column, you're going to catch them hand over fist. Remember, you can only keep four. Okay, so take those four home. Catch as many as you want, but just keep four. All right? Now, how to make them. These are delicious. First thing you do, if you're going to fillet them, don't pull the skin off you need that skin put them up put that down on the grill put some olive oil or butter i think olive oil is a little better because it burns at a higher heat put them down and then season the top of them any way you like okay um you can bake them you can butterfly them um it doesn't matter how you cook them but what i like to do is i'll make a pate so if you can only eat two the other two make pate and what is it you just slide them off the bone once they've been cooked well baked or even on the grill and then you just mix in some, um, well, they, they call aioli sauce, which is basically mayonnaise. Yeah. And then you put in some dill and some, I, I use a whole bunch of relish. And then you also put um, chives and what we call green onions here. I call them scallions. And then mix them up. And, and then on the top, you season them with dill and cucumbers. And they're better on crackers. So you take that, put it on the cracker, put a cucumber, put some dill on it, and it's magnifique. (laughs) This is delicious and good for you, and you'll love it. Yeah.
2: By the way, that was part of our steady diet when we were on the river, uh, the Connect Talk up there in Alaska, which we loved uh, almost every day. I came back craving it. I'm just going to walk back a little bit of what you said. I don't want to scare people about eating fish in Utah because the Department of Environmental Quality says, for most people... The risk for mercury by eating fish is not a health concern. Now, they do uh, say small children shouldn't eat a bunch of it. Pregnant women should also be careful eating a bunch of it every day. Everything in moderation. But, it, uh, again, if you catch a, a fish, if you catch a nice trout in Utah,
4: eat it. No, don't listen to that. Don't One flay will to, abort yep. a pregnant woman. I'm telling you, this is dangerous, and they don't want you to stop fishing, and that's why they put it on there. Go to the webpage. If you weigh over 170 pounds, you can eat a flay. If you don't, don't eat them.
2: There you go. Uh, so it's, again, uh, risk for mercury, not a health concern for most people, but there are some restrictions out there. All right, Navidomskis, thank you. I'm going to let you go back to class. Okay. All right. Uh, we got a break. We've got news at the top of the hour. Then more fishing talk. We'll find out about some of the changes being proposed by the Division of Wildlife Resources. Randy Oplinker joins me next. Stay with me.
0: Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night.
1: Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do.
0: When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything.
1: It was violent. It was